Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Catholic Conversations. I'm your host, Paul Garcia, and today I have a very special guest named Melissa Krylowicz. She just got back from walking the Camino in Spain, which is Europe's longest and most storied pilgrimage route, walked by none other than the Apostle James, St. James himself. 500 miles approximately. What an incredible trail. First of all, how are you doing today, Melissa? Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, Paul. How are you? I should say Buen Camino. Buen Camino. <laughs> That's what we all said to each other on the trail. So it's um, I'm doing well. Thank you. Good deal. Well, we're so happy to have you on the show. I know you have an absolutely remarkable story, so we can just go ahead and get right into it. I mentioned the 500-mile-long trail. That's an awful lot of walking. Who in their right mind would ever do something like that? It's incredible stuff. So I want to ask you this question. Why on earth did you decide to do this? What went into the decision to walk the Camino? Um, because I said yes to God. Hmm. Um, for me, the last 10 years have been um, very hard for me. I've been um, in, a, in a relationship that was not too well. I lost my mother um, and father, and um, several things happened. My daughter went to school. I was fifty, and I was just in a bad place in my life. Um, and I wanted to be with God again. And um, I had this opportunity. I I was doing the Camino for a pilgrimage. Um, I wanted to get closer to God. I wanted Him in my life, and um, I wanted to. To get rid of a lot of stuff from my past. Um, I, I was really hurt when I turned 50, and um, not because of the age, but because I was working all the time. I was just so disconnected with God. And I learned about the Camino because I watched a movie called The Way um, with Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez. And um, God gave me a favor by helping me through um, a hard time in my life. So I wanted to offer it back to him so I could get closer to him. And you, you mentioned before we started, actually, when you were telling me this story, most, many of the details we might not even say on the air, but it was really profound stuff. And it seems like, yes, you just had a really difficult, terrible even decade of your life and you wanted to get close to God again. And that's when you almost miraculously came across this movie. Yes. And I said to God, if you make this happen, I will walk. If, if you make everything possible for me to go on this trail, I will walk it for you. And this because movie I want to get close. I want to get trail. closer to you, God. Mm-hmm. So I, I um, hurried up and started looking. I called my sister on the phone and said, hey, I'm going to walk the Camino. And she's like, what? What? You're going to walk the Camino? I'm like, yeah, I don't even know anything about it either, except for this movie I just watched. So uh, it was it was kind of like, she was like, you are nuts. And I'm thinking, I have no clue, but I was watching this movie and these people, what they needed from God. And I know I can do the same thing. America, whatever, whatever. Good. So I, I started looking at the, you know, what it, what's it take? You know, I, you got to walk this trail. You got to get a backpack. You got to get this and that. And looked at the ticket. You know, I'm like, okay, I can get a ticket to, I think I'm going to go to Paris and then take a train to here. And so I'm all prepared. And then all of a sudden COVID happened mm. and I couldn't go. 
it was shut down. Everything was shut down. You couldn't travel. You, we were there. You know what it was about. And so I was like, hmm, I guess I can't go. That's okay. I really got a lot from um, the consecration to St. Joseph that I, I had done. And he answered my answers, um, my questions to my answers. He answered my questions, mm. and I, I said, I got enough from you, God, I'm, but I'm going to still move forward, even though I can't go on this Camino. You, you, it's obviously not possible. You're not going to help me out with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, um, I joined a, uh, a women's group, a um, Bible study group at my church, and um, it was called Discovering Our Dignity, and I met with 10 women for 22 weeks, and we talked about the women of the Bible. It was an exciting time because uh, it was the first time I was ever able to speak about Jesus and God. Wow! <laughs> so it was kind of it was kind of heartwarming, and um, a, a year. So it's 22 weeks. A year has gone by, and I am sitting here going back to my old ways of sadness and alone and isolation. That I just decided. Um, I need something to change in my life. And, and so uh, my daughter, who was home from college, she said to me, Mom, why, why, why aren't you going on the community? Why, what is keeping you from going? Because it opened up. It was a year later. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, go, I, I was thinking to myself, I don't know. I don't know. And so um, she had said, well, Mama, you need to get out of the house anyway. So you need to find someone. So I went on Bumble. You know, she said, find some friends. You need to find some friends because I was isolated. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I, I decided to look for Christian women or Catholic women. And I met a match. And this woman I met for the first time. Um, we had lunch. It was good. We just had like tacos, talking about each other's lives. And she had a very similar life than me. And it was so weird. We didn't even know each other. And we were just about ready to leave and go on to, to maybe set another day to meet again. And she said, you know, Melissa, um, she said, uh, you know what helped me when I was in your position? She said, I went on this walk in Spain. And I went, what? And my face went white. Because you knew what she was talking about. I did. This has been a huge part of your life that you've wanted to do. And here she is talking about it. And why? And I was like, it almost was like God talking through her, telling me it's time. And so I was like, (laughs) it's time. So I I, I did a consecration to St. Joseph 33 days. And it ends on the the day that I did it was for um, the consecration card chart you start on a certain day and you end on a certain day i started on march 30th and i ended on may 1st at saint joseph the worker so that was that was a key time because it was exactly a year later that i met her and i was on the plane going to spain Mm. i don't know how that worked out but um it did and so i I didn't finish my last um, Bible study group with my women, and I wanted to tell them like I was going on this trip. They didn't even know I was interested in going on this trip because I figured I wasn't going. God didn't want me to go because COVID, right? So, but I got a chance, and my daughter said, "You got to do it." And so I, I just bought the ticket. I wasn't ready. I had ten days left, and I, but I went to her, and I, I went to my group, and I said. I'm going on this trip, and all of the women were just like amazed. They looked at me like, 
what? You, they, I grew in their eyes. And these are women that were younger than me and older than me. The oldest one was 80. Well, anyway, I told them about it. And this woman, the oldest woman, Marine, she goes in her wallet. She takes out this satchel. And she said, Melissa, I've been holding this for, I think she said, 15 years. My daughter went on the Camino. Bomb. What? She, no, her niece. I mean, her niece went on the Camino and asked her to bring her something back. Huh. And she said, Melissa, I've been holding this in my purse for I don't know why, for how long. And um, as you can see. It's, and for people who are just watching, Melissa's pulling out this large, gorgeous, silver, shiny rosary. Rosary with shells on it. It's a, it's oh. a San, from Santiago. It's from the, it's this thing. So what was really interesting was just the week before I, I'm, I had 10 days to pack and get ready. I had no clue what's going on. So I'm studying about the Camino. Duh, I'm like you. I don't know anything about the Camino mm. at this point. And I'm like buying shoes, buying this, buying wool socks, buying this, buying backpack. Oh, it has to be light. Now I got to take things out, put things in. I was so confused. And I knew five days before, I was like, I need a rosary. I want to take a rosary with me. So even before she handed me this, I was looking for a rosary. I was looking for one that's light so that I could put it in my backpack and, and not feel it. So I went to, I, I, I went, had some rosaries at home. And I was looking at, no, no, nothing was matching. And then I went to a store and I found a light one. I'm like, eh, this is not good. And then this is what happened the next day. This rosary came up. Oh my gosh. Each of the women told them this in their hands and said a little prayer for me. So I had them with me on my, like my trail. It was so beautiful. Mm. So, but anyway, um, that's what led me on that plane to, wow. to France. But, um, what a journey in and of itself, mm -hmm. man. You went from some really, you were in dire straits there for a while. I would even say most people would summarize it as a, time of depression for you. Yes. I you said on the ground, even crying often. And then your plans get canceled by something out of your control. And in a way that kind of forces you to join this group of wonderful women who study the, study the Bible and who want the best for you. And then you find this friend and it's, it's really interesting how what seems like a terrible misfortune can wind up being a blessing. Yeah. And ultimately, it leads you to your destination. Yeah. To your, uh, I forget the word. A pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah, it leads you on this pilgrimage at the right time. It was the right time for me, yes. So after you met with them, you told them, hey, I'm getting out of here. Actually, I'm doing this Camino, and they're all so happy for you. You get on a plane a mm -hmm. few days later, mm -hmm. and you wind up going to Spain to walk this 500, approximately, again, I say, Mm -hmm. long trail, mile long trail. Were you prepared? 500. Who did you go with? What was your introduction to that, that trail like? I went alone. All alone. Yes. Um, Brave. I Dangerous even. You know, it's funny. It's called, it's come, I think it was last week's, um, last week's, um, at church, the gospel. See, the last week, the week before, when God said, you have to drop all your possessions to follow me. Okay? Right, I remember okay. that. Yeah. I, I didn't get that at the time, a year ago. I get it now. It's like, 
come full circle. I'm in this, I'm in, I'm still on my Camino, I feel. But I had to drop everything. And I kind of wanted to do that because I knew that in my life, I was really holding on to my personality, my ego. I have to do for people to love me. And it's, it's really hard to be always on top of things. I had lists. I, I, I couldn't even connect with my daughter um, because I had these lists of things to do. I needed validation from I don't know who. So my ego was really strong here. It was just really um, taking over my connection with God. Almost holding you hostage. Yeah, so when God said, drop your possessions— I wish I knew at that time that's not what I was doing, you know, but I didn't. But I did. I needed to move forward to Him, to God. And I knew that this was going to be hard. I also knew that He was going to take care of me. I knew instinctively that this Camino has been going on for since St. James. I read somewhere that they they— you get taken care of. You just have to let go of your baggages. And and that's what I did. So was I scared? Yes. But I was excited. I think I was more excited than scared. And I think more people at home were scared. <laughs> they wanted to make sure I had the 360 app. <laughs> you going to have your phone the whole time? Yes, yes, yes. I didn't know where I was sleeping that next night. I didn't know. I just said, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So um, I was a Girl Scout, so I guess I got a little, I, I'm not that afraid. Um, You've been out in nature. You've maybe pitched a tent before. But it, but I knew God was with me there. And it seems like you were ready and willing to just jump into his arms and say, <laughs> I don't know how, but just take me. Oh, yes, I was. I was very ready. And um, what a wonderful, wonderful thing. Wow. Um, so, like, I, I have two things I could. Do we have time right now? Yeah. Yes. We'll hey, we'll break here in a couple minutes, few minutes. But I'm on the plane, and I I brought this little journal with me. Thought it was light, and it's kind of heavy. But anyway, I only wrote within it once my whole time on my journal journey. I thought I was going to write in it more, but I said I'm off on my journey on a plane to Paris, then on to Saint Jean Pierre de Port. My journey to you, God. I've been blessed. I was lost and you found me, and I was blind, and you helped me see. I have sinned and you have given and you have forgiven me. It's time to dance in the spiritual life. So I wrote that, and then the next day we arrived in Paris. We are landing in Paris shortly, and so I read the Magnificat every night, every day. I read, I read it. I, I started it this past year, and you know what? I read that day, that very morning. It was the um, meditation of the of, of that day. It said it was from Saint John, Saint Bernard of Clairvoyance. Clairvoy said that pilgrims on a spiritual journey. What spiritual journey? Pilgrims? What are they talking about? Pilgrims were okay. Anyway, pilgrims on a spiritual journey face alternatively in two directions. When we look at ourselves, we are saddened by our failings. But when we look at God, we rejoice in His love. So, wow. 
I read that the day I, I land in, in, in Paris to start my journey. Mm. I have never read anything about a pilgrim. <laughs> it's Latin Magnificent that whole year. And then this the first Boom. day. So yeah. I have two choices. So I was so blessed to read that. I'm like, okay, I got this. I'm on the plane, Cyril. I'm going to follow you, God. That's what I said. So it's interesting. <laughs> wow, more than interesting. You have, you'd be a fool not to suspect some divine intervention along this whole journey leading up to the actual journey, the Camino. And we're going to talk yes. more about the Camino itself here in just one moment. But wow, it really seems like God in his mysterious ways, in his impeccable timing, was just pointing you to this Camino in a million different ways. Again, we're going to talk about that in just one second. But first, here are a few words from our beloved sponsors. You're listening to Catholic Spirit Radio, and this is Catholic Conversations. You're listening to Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. Did you know that Catholic Spirit Radio can help you with estate planning and end-of-life decisions? We can provide guidance in setting up wills and trust, making IRA distributions, naming insurance beneficiaries, and donating assets. We also can assist you with health care directives and financial power of attorney. If you want to build a legacy through Catholic Spirit Radio, download our major and planned gift guide on catholicspiritradio.com under the Donate tab or call 309-807-2427. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Catholic Conversations. I'm your host, Paul Garcia, and today I'm talking with Melissa Krylowicz, who just got back from walking the incredible Camino Frances. Wow, you just gave us a great story before the break of the journey before the journey, but now at this point in the story, you land in Paris, France to begin your journey. What was that first introduction to the trail itself? You're really there in the flesh. You're at that land that St. James walked. What was that like? Ah, what excitement. (laughs) (laughs) I was, um, I had my backpack on. I didn't check it in. It was, it was a carry on and I, I had my, my shoes on ready to go. I had the clothes I was going to wear. So what I learned is that you have, you wear one outfit. And you have one outfit for the night at, at, in your backpack, and that's it. So the one I'm wearing now, but tonight I'm going to be washing it. And while I'm washing them, I change into the other one. And so vice versa. So in the morning, I, I have them ready to dry, and I, I put those on. So that's all you carry. So um, so here I am. I'm ready. Just got what I the minimum stuff. Checked everything. I think I got everything right. And... um. I'm so ready to go. But I had to get to St. Jean-Pierre-de-Port, and it's kind of far. You have to take a train to get to the edge of France to then start the Camino. Because um, I took the um, the Camino Frances, so that's the that's the, the longest and most popular trail, because there's a lot of trails in headed to Santiago. And that's where our goal is, is to walk across Spain to Santiago. And, and many pilgrims can start anywhere in in, um, in Spain. So you, you could actually start in other countries and walk through their countries and get to Santiago. But the main goal is to walk um, to Santiago. And that's where um, they have the remains of St. James. James there wow. as well. So. It's all going to one direction. So one specific cathedral in a specific town. Even. That's correct. That's correct. So, um, and but you have to pass through the like five hundred miles um, mm-hmm. to get there. So as soon as I got to Saint Jean Pierre de Port, um, 
what you get is these credentials and it looks like a passport book. And then they gave you a map. So I'm showing these guys a map and it has like boxes on it and it tells you how many, um, how many miles, um, what they do kilometers per day you have to make to get 32. I was, I was intending to do it in 32 days. So, so they give you little blocks of, what you're going to walk, the how high you go, and how, you know, if you're going to go on mountains and things like that. Um, so I was ready to go. Um, like they gave me the map and I have my credential things. And then our goal is to get to the end. And just, just cause you don't know, you only have to complete the last 100 kilometers of the Camino to get a certificate. So. There's, that's why there's so many. You could start in Madrid. You could start in Saria, which is 100 kilometers away. <laughs> so you, you can take your pilgrimage anywhere you want. I decided to take the longest because I promised God I was going to do that. You make it available to me, I'm going to do it because that's who I am. I'm a doer. Mm. <laughs> Here's me again trying to, uh, you're going to love me because I'm going to do this for you, God. One real quick question. You mentioned that you wanted to complete this 500-mile trail in 30-something days. Yeah. That's around 15 miles per day, isn't it? Yep. Some That's days a lot of walking. Yep, yep, yep. It's kind of like I, I'm ready to do it. Yeah. There's no way out of it. Some people take longer, which I probably if I've read about it, and I really thought this through, I probably would have done it longer. Mm. But there's... There's a reason why I'm going on a pilgrimage is to drop myself. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I was trying to do something great for God. Because, mm. you know, I'm a doer. I'm going to do things because I think that's why people love me. And you were willing to... I'm doing in, this for God. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm all head going, going in, going, going. Okay, so remember what we just read? We have two options. You either think about yourself or you think about God. And one way brings you... Sadness, the other one brings you joy. Well, I'm still learning this. This is in the beginning, but I have this all, all on. So I started my trail, and, and we, we go, when you start in France, you have to go over the Pyrenees Mountains. Okay. So, um, it, it's incredible. It's just all uphill. And, um, I'm thinking, I have plenty of time to stop, but I don't, need, I don't even stop this day, you know, going uphill and it's getting colder and colder. And I, the first day I, I was, I was nearly going to just say, forget this. I'm in the mountains. I can't even make it. I, I'm just, God, I tried my best, but this is it. I'm done. I, I'm, I'm feeling sick. I'm like, I haven't, I had water, but it was not enough. And I was just like, I'm going to lay down here and be done. I can't do it anymore. It's so hard. And then I had two angels that came up, two two people I met from the beginning. They were two 18-year-old. They were just doing them from Germany, two girls. They didn't even know each other. And they came running up and said, I, you look awful. I'm like, I'm done. I, I can't make it anymore. And they, they carried me through. So um, that day, which I thought I was going to be done. So... Um, but that, that was the hardest day for me. And for for the first day, I was like, this is going to be incredible if I have to do this every day. But I, I was, I made it. I made it the first day to where we needed to stop. Um, we get there. Um, 
there's a burgays. They call them a burgays. So there's there's several of them. One is a private burgay where you um you you group up with it's like a, a hostel. Mm-hmm. So everyone just pays a little bit of money, and then you spend the night. They they give you the shower. You got to be out by by eight in the morning. You got to be in bed by ten. So and then they give you food, and so it's really nice because you could go from place to place. You can eat um, on your way. You have like coffee shops, little stores, because it's like walking from here to Memphis. You're going to pass stores. You're going to pass, you know. So it's not all just in the desert. No, you you. There's plenty of. Um, civilization, mm. <laughs> but as re- as you're walking, you got your backpack and stuff like that, so you don't lose civilization. It's a really nice hike. It's beautiful, amazing. So um, you have opportunities to stay at a, um, cheaper places where you have groups of people. Um, some places that have hundreds of people in there, men and women, and you have your own bathrooms and stuff like that. And you know, all you do is wash your clothes at night, eat, go to sleep, wake up, and you're going to do 20 miles the next day. So I'm preparing my next day, like, okay, where I'm going to stay tomorrow? So I'm following the map, like, okay, I got, I'm going to go up downhill this today, you know? So that's good, you know? And, and so you could see how far distance between cities and things like that. So you're preparing, oh, I get a coffee, you know, you have coffee and um, tortas and oh, awesome food, you know? And at night you got some wine and, you, you know, it's just, huh. it's just really fun. It's really fun. Um but you get from one place to the next, to the next, to the next, and um, it, it, it's 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 an adventure. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a Catholic pilgrimage. In, I think it's one of the top five in the whole world, um, and um, it's it's got it. There's two types of people you're going to meet here. Um, there's going to be the adventure people because this is a huge adventure to cross Spain from one end to the other. It's a huge adventure. So you got tons of people, young people who just got out of high school are doing it. You got older people who are just retired who are doing this because they have a lot of time on their life and, and they take 52 days to get through. So they're really having a very, just a nice hike for 52. They're retired. They can do this, but it, and then you have people who are spiritually me doing this for to get closer to God. So um, I, I bring this up because I, I read today, just today, um, the meanings of pilgrimages. Because I think it's important as we move forward um, to go on a And this is from Pope um, Emeritus um, Benedict. He said, to go on a pilgrim is simply to visit. It, to go on a pilgrim is not simply to visit a place to admire its treasure of nature or art or history, to go on a pilgrim, pilgrimage, to go on a pilgrimage really means to step out of yourself in order to encounter God where he has revealed himself, where his grace has shone with particular splendor and produce, produce rich fruits of conversation and conversion and holiness among those who, who believe. Okay. So, I love that. On my journey, I wanted to share my my reasoning. Like you ask, you see people all the time. You're walking in one direction. No one's ever going to come forward to you. You're always all walking in one direction, and everyone's passing me because I'm like the slowest one. 
<laughs> but I'm just like, you say, bring Camino to everyone who comes by, bring Camino, bring Camino. And you kind of catch up, learn about each other. And you start to connect with people. You start to like, I was my first day, I was with a group of um, Germans. And then I ended up with like people from America, um, husband and wife, the young kids that came up and saved me because they're like, you're going to look like you're going to die. I was all white when they saw me. Mm. So you meet these people and they're so wonderful and you share each other's stories. And the whole way, you're just really engaging with people and you're following the signs uh the arrows that they're yellow arrows um and you just keep going you just keep going it, every day is the same did it get easier or did it get harder um did you ever not go anywhere on a given day um did you stay and no walking yes i did uh, it got harder for me because i didn't realize that i had a problem with my feet since I was a kid, but I uh, I put it aside. Like I, I should have had prosthetics when I was a kid, and so um, I didn't realize that till I was hiking. And man, my foot just started to to move the wrong way. It was wrong. It was moving the wrong way, and so I was getting injured. But I kept going. And I kept getting mad at people that they were passing me by. And I, and I thought I was failing. I was failing. I was like, I'm, I, this is miserable. I'm like, miserable. And I was, I, I did 15 days straight and I, I, I was getting worse and worse. It just, it was, it was taking me the longest to get back. And I was watching people, you know, you don't follow the same one, but you always end up in the same kind of course, You kind of meet them at the end. And I'm just, you have, I'll have a good day. And then the next day I can't walk. But I kept going. I kept going because there's no way I was going to stop. It was, it was just getting miserable for me. And then um, I was just angry at people. I was like, how can they walk? I can't even walk. I don't even know how to walk anymore. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but but everyone was doing fine, you know, I, but I had this something that I had to work out with myself, like something's wrong with you. Um, so I did get angry um, as I was entering um, Burgos and it was like, was that what a midway point? Yeah. Or one, so? two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve days in, I was mm. 12 days in and I was headed to Burgos and I, I was, Alone, because I kept walking alone. At first, in the beginning, I was walking with people. It was wonderful. But then like I just, they couldn't keep up. I mean, I was going so slow. Mm-hmm. I think an hour for a mile, I was going. One mile per hour. That is slow. <laughs> it was it was awful. Right. It was awful for me. Now, not everyone experiences this. So um, that day... Um, Day 12. I was climbing up a hill and I, I just had it. I had it with, I had it with God. I'm like, darn it. I was doing this for you and I, I'm screaming on this mountain going up. I'm just walking up. I'm walking up. I have these sticks and I'm like, just screaming, like so mad at you. How can you do this to me? I can't even walk. I came on this trip to pray and be with you and to learn about you. But here I am suffering 
my legs hurt. I can't walk. By the time I get there, by the time I get to where we're supposed to go, everyone's already eaten. I can't even talk to people. I'm so mad at you (laughs) for doing this to me. What's going on? I can't do anything. I can't go to church because it's too late. I'm going to have to eat and wash my clothes and get going for the next day. And I'm walking up this hill. And it's amazing. There was a cross at the top of the hill. It freaked me out. It it, it didn't freak me out. It stopped me. Because I went back and remembered what I wrote on the day I started. You have two paths. And the path I was taking still that moment was my path. Me. It was all about me wanting to do this for you. I wasn't following God's way. When I started, I said, God, I want to know Mary more. So it was like something like when you start the consecration, I kind of started this. I want to know Mary. So here I am calling up this hill and I get up to the top of the hill and I said, whoa, I'm not listening to you. I'm doing my way, not your way. I'm not following you, following my will, not yours. So at that very moment, I sat down and I took out my book and I started to pray. And I just sat there and just prayed. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I get it. Why I'm hurting so much. So I get to the Burgos and I still had like a few more miles to go because and it's, it's sad because here comes this 80-year-old man, 80-year-old passing me up. <laughs> Stephen, thank you, Stephen. I'm still friends with him, who passed me up. He's like, I'm like, I know, I'm only 50. I can't walk anymore. But I wasn't upset anymore. And he said to me, he said, Melissa, you need to start resting. And so... From that point on, I, I rested that night. I didn't go the next day somewhere. And then um, I thought that I, I um, someone, I found someone on the way to there. They said to go see a doctor. So I did see a doctor. And um, so my leg was, ro- my, my knee was wrong here, but my, my knee, because I was overcompensating for my foot that was not right, became dis- dislocated. So my patella was dislocated. So I had swollen knees. So at that point, I said, I guess I need to stop. I mean, I'm going to have to stop. The, the the doctor said to me, he's like, he went like this. He spoke Spanish. I spoke English. He put his hands up with his fingers crossed. And he goes, you'd be lucky to finish. And if you finish, you're probably going to be injured for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I was like, well... I'll just, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll stay a night and just be calm, not do anything, rest, ice, everything. And so I did walk the next day and then that didn't work. And then, um, I knew that I needed more time to heal. And so I still had like 15 more days to go. So I stopped. I decided to take a train. So I skipped some miles to um, Leon. And uh, what I didn't know was it was the beginning of Holy Week, so it was Thursday, which 
Which, okay, so I didn't know anything about the Camino. I, I managed, I studied eight days, 10 days. I mean, really. Um, I had no idea that the processions in Lyon. Just groups of these Catholics, priests, and altar boys it's, carrying it's one, Mary. It's or, like the largest, one of the largest in, um, I think it's the second or third largest in Spain. Yeah, I've never Amazing. seen anything like it before. I got stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what's weird? So I, I just think that um, I got hurt and I realized that I had to stop somewhere. And I was just focused on getting better. So I picked, I knew I had to heal inside a place with a pool. So I did pick a hotel because you could pick a hotel, you could pick a monastery place and stuff like that. And but, I want to hear much more about oh, this incredible no, story no. Okay, yes. here when you entered Lyon during Holy Week. You see all the processions. You got injured. It's a rough time, but it's also a beautiful time. We're going to hear all about that in just one moment. But first, here are a few words from our beloved sponsors. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hi, this is John Hall, president of Catholic Spirit Radio. Do you enjoy our programming? Well, we need your support to keep the programming at Catholic Spirit Radio on the air. If you already give, thank you. We appreciate your help. If you haven't given, we need your help. Support Catholic Spirit Radio by joining Team 360. That's a $360 gift one time or $30 a month for 12 months. We depend on your support to keep Catholic Spirit Radio on the air 24 hours a day, broadcasting the truth and beauty of the Catholic Church. To donate, go online at CatholicSpiritRadio.com. That's CatholicSpiritRadio.com. Or mail your donation to Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61701. Or stop by 108 Boykins Place during business hours. God bless you and thank you for your support of Catholic Spirit Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to Catholic Conversations. I am your host, Paul Garcia, and I am talking with Melissa Krylowicz, who is having, she's telling us the most incredible story of her journey, her pilgrimage of the El Camino. Wow. You are right now in Lyon. You're entering Lyon. You just had to take a train for just a few miles because your feet are killing you. More than killing you, the doctor is saying, you're not going to be the same. If by some miracle you finish this, you're going to be ruined for life. Yes. You come into Lyon and you see it's Holy Week and there are some amazing processions, priests, altar boys, tons of lay people. It's something beautiful. Take it from there, though. Yes. This is when it changed for me because I finally said that I'm not going to finish. I said, I said to God, I said, I, I wasn't following your way. And Melissa, really quick, how many miles into this do you think you are at this oh, pivotal man. point? Just roughly. 200? Yes. 200 miles. Okay. So 200 yes. miles into it and you're saying, I, I'm hanging it up. I'm hanging it up. And I, I had a lot of following. I had like a lot of people, friends following me on my journey. And uh, they were walking with me. I was I was walking with some for someone who's, who has um, Parkinson's who who would love to have done this. So I was had a lot of people following me on my journey and they were excited because it's so beautiful. And it they're they're in COVID still, so a lot of people here were still not doing stuff. So they were following me. And I, I felt letting them down. But at this point in my at this point in my journey, I just said, I I'm gonna give it to you, God. And so I went into this, like it was more expensive because I had a pool. I knew I had to rehabilitate. 
And I said, I'm going to stop for five days in Lyon. Not knowing. I, I had no clue what was going to come. I knew that I wanted to pick a, a place next to the cathedral, as close as I can, because I could not walk. I mean, I was, I used my, my poles now as a cane. So it was like totally no weight on my, my knee that was dislocated. It was, I, I couldn't put any weight on it anyway. And so I, I just, all five days, I'm here. The first day, the first procession, you, you see like the stations of the cross sort of. And it's amazing, like four big, um, they're just huge, um, like statues from people's church, from the group's churches that they carry on their back. So statues of Mary, statues of Christ. Statues of the, um, the Stations of the Cross, sort of. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. And yes. But the last one in every procession was Mary. And I never, ever, I, I'm always raised a Catholic, and I always see her on, uh, you know, beautiful Mary. She's mother of Jesus. I never saw her mourning for Jesus. I never, I never felt her. So that was the first time I saw sorrowful, the sorrowful mother. Is that I, I'm, I'm trapped here. If there's an word. official term for it, yes. I think it's close enough. Yeah. Uh, um, and we actually prayed with her. It, um, yesterday in the Magnificat. Um, but anyway, uh, so I see her. And I'm like crying because, because, um, I mean, this is a, this is a weird thing because when you're there, there's so many people there. The streets are packed with people. And this is right after COVID. It's ridiculous. You can't walk down these streets because how many people are there. But I am so emotionally attached to this vision of, Mary, for the first time, I've never seen her like with a tear in her eye. What? I mean, how did I not? How did I miss this in my life? I did. And then the next day was um, um, Good Friday, and Good Friday, we um, luckily me, I was able to get into church just for free that day because <laughs> because I, I became like a parishioner that that whole week. I just kept going to the church and back because that's all I had. I I wasn't walking anymore, and um. The second day was um, Stations of the Cross. And here we are in the side chapel on Holy um, Good Friday doing the Station of the Cross. And the Pieta is there. Uh, what P- is that Pieta for people who don't Pieta. know? It's, it's when Jesus comes down off the cross and they lay her in Mary's arms. And it's when she's holding her. And he's, she's looking down. At Jesus in so much grief. And I sat there and doing my stations because I did, I did carry my Magnificat book. So I was able to follow the stations with them as they were speaking in Spanish. Um, but I saw her and uh, I never saw that before. And then the next day comes, and um, once again, she ends, ends another sorrowful Mary. Um, I wish I could say what that word is, but um, um, 
there she is again, and such beautiful. She looked like the, uh, this a blue one. I mean, it's, she was in and Melissa's holding in up glory. a tiny figurine of Mary. It's a beautiful <laughs> one, too. Tons of detail. And this is at the end of the procession, then. Yeah. Just hands exposed, looking up to the sky, as if to say, you know, why? Type of a thing. Yeah. And um, but she had so much pain. And she carried that for us um, when he passed and um, when he died on the cross. And then, uh, then, then Easter came. Easter came and the, that, that procession for that day, oh, guess who was first? Mary. Mary was first. So I, I'm confused. <laughs> Why? She's always last. Why is she first? Because... Jesus was resurrected, so he was the last one. Duh, it's Easter. Yes, yes. But, you know, it's really weird that if I had not gotten hurt, I wouldn't have been there at that moment to experience what I really wanted to go for, um, to meet Mary. So it was really amazing that I had this opportunity to meet Mary for the first time in this manner, you know, and got so intimate with her I, I just learned a lot about her but um what's weird about the Carrito is that um everyone travels it differently and I uh, like for different reasons I mean some a lot of them are just you know just walking for any reason and I was walking for for as a pilgrimage to get closer to God and Mary and so that fifth day I was Easter I was kind of sad I was happy that I got what I wanted from God. I mean, I started following his will. I'm not going to walk this. I'm just going to do what you need me to do. And he needed me there, and I got this glory. So, hey, my second path was, if you walk with God, you're going to be glory. You're going to have glory. Holy cow, that was me that whole week, even though I was done. Easter comes, and here's all my friends. They finally finished the the path. They caught up. I didn't know that that would be the day they'd be arriving that morning. And they saw me, and they's like, "You're totally different." And when you're on the Camino, you always say, uh, "It's your Camino, it's your Camino." Everyone has their own Camino. So uh, some people take cabs, some people take. Uh, it, you do what you have to do, and no one judges you for it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's really nice. So that so even though you feel guilty for doing something, like I took a train there. Um, it's like, but it's your Camino. The grace doesn't come to you only if you it, walk. It's your way. <laughs> sure. Exactly. So, but they saw me and they said, Melissa, gosh, they knew my story. They said, wow, if you had not gotten injured, you wouldn't have had this part. And I was able to share with them my part. And um, it's it's neat. And um, I mean, I met, my sister told me like the day after, um, Easter or two days. She goes, Melissa, do you realize that you always tell us stories? Because I was doing it on Facebook about women who have lost babies. So I, I met a woman the first day and she lost her 22 year old son. And I, I was consoling her and the reason why she was walking. And she said, Melissa, I never told anyone yet on this trip yet. And they were like the first one I told. Then I met another woman who, who couldn't have babies. I didn't go into details, but she kind of wanted one. She was walking with her husband. And then there was another 
couple from Korea who who lost their four year old um, son. And so they were walking that to get through. And everyone avoided them, but I kept smiling and we kept passing each other up like this. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of weird. So um, he's like, knowing Mary and seeing that moment in her life, I was really able to to engage with her. So it was really nice. But um, so Easter ended and the next day um, they all left and I was a little sad. I was like, well, this is it. But I had one more day there, so I said, um, I went in the pool, and I kind of just started stretching, like trying to get better. No intention to go anywhere, and my knee clicks back into shape. I don't uh, know what happened. It popped so, back in. Wow. So I was like, whoa. I was like, are you sure? I started walking, and I'm like, yeah, everything's working. I'm like, okay, God. I think this is another little gift from you. So I'm going to keep going and I'm going, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it the way I did it before. It's almost like he kept you there just for Holy Week and then <laughs> let you go. I know. It's like, I, I believe it. I mean, there's no, there was no other reason, but I did um, start in Saria then do the last 100 because that's required to get your certificate. And I did say to God, I, I'm going to go slow. I'm going to go slow and slow and slow. And I'm going to start talking to people. And I'm going to do it the way you need me to do it. And I said to him, bring me the people you need in your life. So I I met the Korean people. Like, they, we were going back and forth. And I would always smile. And then I realized, you know, it's crossing a bridge. And they're looking at me. And I'm smiling. And then I realized they had these two pair of shoes that the sun were wearing on the ground. And I was like, oh, this is the week after Easter now. It was um, Chaplet, um, Mercy Chaplet Sunday. And so I was offering them mercy that day. And I'm still friends with them now. What they said, Melissa, you gave us hope. And um, they said I, they were there to, to get through their pain. And I was the one who have offered them mercy. I said, you know, I know your son is sitting on God's Jesus lap right now, looking at you so proud. And I don't think anyone has said something like that. Maybe, maybe not, but on that trail for them. But, um, but that's what happens on the Camino. You just engage with people. Well, that's how it should be. It wasn't that way when I started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I started following God's will, I, God's will, um, things started to change for me. Things started to get beautiful. I was still in pain with my one foot. I realized what the problem was with my foot, not my knee, but um, I was able to finish. Um, and it's such glory when you finish this, this when you get to the end, because you're so exhausted. You're so exhausted, and but with so much joy. It's like, I, I wrote it, in my journal just two days ago because it was the um, holy day of the Holy Cross, I think it was, um, on Wednesday. And um, talked about in here again on Wednesday. And you're holding up the Magnificat uh-huh. for people who can't see. They said in the meditation, what would it feel like if you were going up the steps of the, the the Santiago de Compostela, the cathedral. 
God wanted me to think about that again just two days ago. I mean, I was coming here to talk to you and I was like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? And here it is in the meditation of the day. What is this supposed to feel like? And I remember I didn't realize what I felt. I was so happy. I was just happy and overjoyed. I was crying and I wanted to get into the church right away because I wanted to thank God, get on my knees and thank God for just bringing me here and giving me these gifts to realize who I was and looking at my personality and letting that go, taking my possessions and putting it back. And I just, I felt like I was resurrected too. And I said to Jesus, because I, I went, I've been, I've been studying a lot of saints since I got back from my trip. I, I visited um, St. Therese Lisieux mm. before I went back to France because I had to go back. So I, I, I went to her and saw, I saw where she was laid. Beautiful place, beautiful place. If you can go, that'd be wonderful. But um, I learned from her, like, why, why me? Why are you giving me this? She said this. She said, Jesus, I'm the little flower. I'm just, just nobody. You know, why are you giving me these glories and these, these blessings and not somebody else? You know, and I, I thought the same thing. Like, why are you doing this to me? I mean, me of all people, I'm really no one. And I know for her, she said she, she um, St. Therese said she'd be more important in heaven than she is here on earth. So that, that, that triggered me. I started reading about other saints. And then I'm finally, I went, I went through St. Louis de Marillac with, um, with, um, St. Vincent Paul. So I read about her. I was learning. I wanted to do more. I started reading the conversations with Christ, um, by St. Therese Avila. Hmm. And so how this comes to, to right now is that, um, Reading this is having conversations with Christ. So when I read this on Wednesday, I thought this would be my, I didn't know I was going to read this particular meditation, but I was like, okay, this is what this, I'm going to, I'm going to write to God after this. Um, and I followed her paths, like her, she has ways to, to study that. And I said, walking up the cathedral steps, God, I felt like my heart was in tangent with yours. That my heart was beating like your heart beat when you were resurrected. Because it was hard. I was in pain. I was suffering. But God, my suffering is nothing compared to yours. You know, nothing compared to his suffering that he did for us. And he did it for the whole world. Before his time, during his time, after his time, during my time. And he's going to continue. He suffered on the cross for all of us. Wow. And that suffering to me does not compare to anything I suffered. Right. But holy cow, the blessings that I got from that suffering, I, I got closer to him. Mm. And um, it's been it's been a journey. I'm still on my Camino, I feel. Coming back was really hard because you lose all your possessions in your your whole life becomes every day just one goal to get to the next to the next spot. Mm-hmm. So every day I wake up and I'm going to that next direction. Next so you could keep going. Got the same direction, same direction. 
And then when the day I, I, I finished, I put my, my backpack down in my room and then <laughs> I carried my purse for the first time. I had my wallet in my ex pocket and oh my gosh, I went, I went shopping and stuff. Like, it's really weird to let go of all this life. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I lost my phone. I lo- I'd lost everything that day. I forgot to bring money to the to when I went to eat. It was like crazy because you lose track of what what you're supposed to do. All these right. things are coming at you now. When before you just walk the trail, walk the trail, walk the trail. Right. So and it sounds like a uh, pretty wild uh, homecoming and stuff. And we're getting towards the end of this. Unfortunately, I just have one more question for you. And what do you? It's it, what do you think the biggest thing? you learned from this whole experience is if you can sum that up in <laughs> well, 60 seconds. I think that um, for me is just my goal every day is to keep him as my target at night. So, cause I was scared coming back because everybody was going to start taking my time, my time. Like I didn't have that when I was there so um, now I just, I know at the end of every day, he's my goal. So um, I'm still on my Camino. I'm still walking for you, God. So that's it. <laughs> your, the Camino continues. Your focus, your sights are set on God as they should be. Melissa, thank you so much for sharing this incredible journey in the journey before the journey. And I look forward to seeing what the journey looks like moving forward. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. You're a wonderful person and I appreciate your time. Buen Camino. <laughs> Bren, bien Camino? Buen Camino. Buen, buen Camino <laughs> to you as well. And thank you everyone for listening to Catholic Conversations. God bless and have a great week. You've been listening to Catholic Conversations. Download our podcasts at catholicspiritradio.com. 